Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here. Segment 2 will be joined by the one, the only, Tyson Benji, I can see right here in the back studio. He's listening back there. Uh, and then by Travis Bajan, as Tyson's hosting his second annual football camp at Martinsburg High School. I believe it's Friday, right, Colin? Yeah, July 20th. Yep. Uh, we'll get to that here around 12.15. But uh, let's talk the news, the local news that came out last night. That was uh, that uh, Spring Mills has named a new athletic director pending board vote, which will be next Monday, the 24th. We knew a week ago that uh, Wayne Reiser had resigned effective June 30th, I believe, to take another to take a baseball coaching job in South Carolina. They've now named former Washington Patriots head football coach Glenn Simpson as athletic director. He was actually already over there, accepted an assistant principal job, so now he'll take on assistant principal slash athletic director as it is in the county, but uh, he doesn't get away from sports for that long. No, he does not, and hope he does well at Spring Mills. A lot of projects uh, that need to be done starting off, uh, probably With some their new bond turf money. soon, yeah. some um, press boxes for both baseball and softball. I know we're in the plans uh, for Wayne Reiser when he was the athletic director, but hoping that Glenn Simpson does a great job there, and we know him very well, and I think the program's in good hands. Yeah, uh, Simpson, you could tell just by the way that we interacted with him and uh, how things went at Washington. He has a good mind for for sports, you know, football and whatever it might be in general. It's just, you know, some of the problems that Washington has are kind of structural. It's just the matter of how many kids you can get out to come out for the football team over there. They just don't have that many. So, I mean, you would hope that maybe another coach, Terry Ray over there, can get more kids to come out. But a lot of times that's just... You know the the culture, the system the, of the school itself, and sometimes coaches can't change that. And uh, you know, Coach Simpson did what he could do. Yeah, he did. And uh, but he'll take on the athletic director job at Spring Mills High School, and that begins once the board approves it on Monday. Congratulations once again to him. Before we uh, hit the break here, let's get in and talk some Nationals and Orioles. Uh, the Nationals, their bullpen holds up. They get a 7-5 to victory over the Cubs to begin the series last night. Game 2 will be set for tonight at 8.05. Pre-game coverage, 7.35 from the Nats Radio Network. It was a great start for Mackenzie Gore uh, until the really the last inning. They Put him out there with 93 pitches in the seventh inning. And I've seen on Twitter, Davey's going to regret this. Well, he gives up a two-run shot and uh, kind of ruins his day because he had a quality start uh, giving up just three runs prior to that. 
Uh, but uh, that seventh inning kind of did him in the Nats. Still get the win, though, because the bullpen held on to the win. Uh, but Gore going six in a third inning, six hits, five runs, five earned, two walks, six strikeouts, two homers. Mason Thompson gets a hold of one and one third inning, two hits, one strikeout. Kyle Finnegan gets the save in one and one third inning, so a five four out save for him, giving up just one hit while striking out three. Uh, just a little bit longer, Gore should not have gone. And uh, maybe it would have been a or would have been a better start for him. Yeah, you still like it though because the bullpen was able to go out there, shut out the Cubs, and the offense was able to take care of business and get the win. Well, that was kind of parallel here because the other team we're about to you know get into the the bullpen not holding up for the Orioles in a similar situation. Yeah, but it was also Grayson Rodriguez's first start back. He went five innings, seven hits, four runs, two walks, four strikeouts. So he gave up four of the six runs. And then Baker, with the loss and the blown save, gives up two runs. I believe Rodriguez gave up a grand slam. Is that he? No, it was uh, no. Baker. Two of those runs were from the grand from, slam. But okay, yeah, it was yeah, Baker they, that gave up the grand slam. Yeah, they they took out Rodriguez with two runners on. Baker walked the walked one low the bases. Uh, walked Jason Hayward, by the way, who I could have I, I never in a million years would have bet that he was still in the major leagues. But then he gave up a grand slam. So ho- hopefully that's the impetus for Mike Elias to realize, hey, this this win streak ended because we only have two good pitchers in the bullpen. So yeah, and to make it out. even more frustrating. It's this run walk. they have to go on, though. It They're going to face o- all these good teams. It was an 0-2 yeah. count, and he fought back to force the walk. And then the Grand Slam, it was an 0-2 count again. And still on the 0-2 count, he was able to hit the Grand Slam to give the Dodgers the win eventually. Finish what you start. Yeah. Dodgers there are a good team. They are just three wins behind the Orioles. But the second game of that series set for tonight at 7.05. Wells will be on the mound for the O's and it's Grove. For the Dodgers, that will do it here for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by Travis and Tyson Bajan to talk about Tyson's football camp and uh, how he's fared in Chicago so far as he'll get ready to go back there here soon for training camp. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Join us at the Berkeley County Youth Fair for eight action-packed days of fun for the whole family, August 5th through August 12th, featuring all your favorite live events, truck and tractor pulls, bull riding and rodeo, motocross freestyle, UTV side-by-side flat drags, dirt flat drags, demolition derby and figure eight, and the carnival every night of the fair. We can't wait to see you at the Berkeley County Youth Fairgrounds, 2419 Golf Course Road in Martinsburg. Follow us on Facebook or download the new BCYF app for the daily schedule of events. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident or fire. 
Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. See Kenny Edlin, the receivers as well. Agent looking to throw. Tyson throws over the middle for Walker and makes the catch and there's the record Tyson Bajan is the king of touchdowns in NCAA football welcome back to this edition of the sports mix on talk radio WRNR and TV 10 Spencer Colin and Dylan happy to have you with us Nick on vacation we're now joined by Travis and Tyson Bajan and Tyson how you been doing how's uh how was Chicago treating you the first couple for the mini camp it was good. You know, it was a huge experience, a lot of learning. Um, you know, I didn't know it going in. OTAs is like kind of half speed, half speed reps, but a lot of learning going on. So, you know, I was glad it was half speed, but it was good. Got to meet all the guys. Everybody's really good to me and just been, you know, diving in head first. And now Travis, the number one Bears fan in the nation. The Bears! <laughs> uh Tyson, you got a second annual uh, camp coming up this Friday. I feel like this is probably an extra special one for you with uh, just being able to get into the NFL and kind of have that prowess on you because uh, it definitely is going to mean a lot to this community for you to do something like that. Yeah, I think last year having the first one and kind of not knowing where I'd be if if we would be able to have the second one. So, you know, I am excited. Uh, and, you know, this year being able to have it at um, – you know, my high school, Martinsburg High School, um, city that I'm, you know, so in love with, um, you know, late night camp. So it's not going to be too hot. It's from 8 to 10 p.m. Registration starts at 7. Um, free to the first 100 people that show up. Um, quarterback wide receiver camp. Be a lot of good coaches there, a lot of good players uh, from around the area, uh, present and, and former players. So it'll be a good time. Just talk a little bit about the success from last year's camp and what are you hoping to, I guess, match that this year? Well, I think last year we're just kind of, you know, seeing what it would be like, just kind of testing, testing the waters out a little bit. Not a huge, uh, not a lot of, not a lot of people showed up, um, but it was still a lot of fun. We had, we had enough coaches there, you know, to really make an impact on everybody who showed up. So this year getting, making it free, you know, making it at Martinsburg High School, a little bit more of a popular, um, popular place to be. Um, and, you know, like I said, we got a lot of good coaches that are going to be there. Uh, we know what worked last year, what didn't work, and we're going to implement all that information into this year's camp and, you know, hopefully just keep getting better year in and year out. And what sort of role can we expect from you, even both of you maybe, at the, at the camp? Um, 
from me, I mean, I'm going to be, you know, I'll be pretty hands on, but also just kind of overlooking the whole thing, just kind of, you know, speaking to people, shaking people's hands, talking to people. Um, and then, you know, at the end, probably, you know, give a speech to the kids, you know, motivate them a little bit and kind of tell them, you know, kind of what it takes going forward if you want to play at the highest level. Travis, you, Travis, well, finally, ladies and gentlemen, Travis Bajan is here on the interview. Tyson will be working for me at the camp, actually, uh, on Thursday night. I have coordinated this entire thing. I came to Tyson with this elaborate plan, $1,500 per camper, and he got me to say, well, I'd rather do it free, which is one of the reasons why he's such a good guy and, uh, and that we are different in that respect. But. We're gonna. I went to when we went to the Senior Bowl. Um, Ezra participated in um, this QB Country um, quarterback um, camp, uh, two and a half days in um, Mobile. And what I saw was what I told him was the most efficient camp that I'd ever saw. Um, each each of the stations were just a different part of playing quarterback. So we're gonna institute that along with having. Um, a receiver rep there, you know, a receiver coach as well, and a bunch of helpers. So hopefully it will be a way for the quarterbacks to come and instead of just doing a lot of footwork drills, really throwing the ball for, you know, as long as we can for that two hours and getting as many uh, as many reps in different situations as can. So um, it's going to look really good. You guys are going to be super impressed. And I just want you to know that it was not my complete idea. I did steal it from QB Country. So... Um, that's the deal. For the camp, uh, you mentioned earlier, Tyson, that it's not only going to be for quarterbacks, it's wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, whoever want to show up. And some former players, some current guys and coaches from all around will be there. Who are some of those guys, I guess? Uh, well, first and foremost, Trayvon Wesco will be there. Nate Sowers will be there just to put out a couple big names uh, and successful players from the area. Jawan Green. Jawan Green will be there. I will be there. Um, past past quarterbacks from Martinsburg, quarterbacks that are currently on uh, Shepherd University roster. Uh, Ezra Bajan will be there. Um, so just to throw around a couple names, uh, there will be some big-name guys there. And uh, obviously for you, Tyson, this is kind of your last week uh, before you really uh, hit the, I guess you'd call it professional ranks, because you had that little, the the OTA period, and now you had this off period, and then next week you report to uh, training camp. Uh, I saw over the weekend that you uh, were at the beach and you were throwing some footballs, just enjoying some time with the family before you head out to Chicago? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what this whole 40-day uh, break has been, just me diving into the playbook and then spending as much time with my family and friends as I, as I can. Um the beach was fun got a you know i like to look at the beaches like i try to make it the the hardest week of my life in the sense of i know i'm going to be spending time with my family all day so uh having to wake up you know even more early than usual and getting all my work you know out of the way so that then i can be you know with the fam and do everything that they're doing um but you know all in all is a good time and uh, a good little reset looking at the preseason schedule for uh the bears the first week uh, hosting the Titans. How cool is that going to be to see Wesco, like Trayvon, because he's on the Titans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be pretty cool to play your first professional game against somebody that you know. It's Even though you're both on offense, it'll still be a cool thing. Yeah, I think that's just one of the million things that'll be super cool about about that day. Um, you know, Trayvon's a good dude. You know, he 
you know, he gave me my first two NFL footballs. You know, the the first two NFL balls that I ever throw came from him. So, you know, he's been a, a huge part in in kind of understanding what the what the game is at the next level. Um, and yeah, I think that'll definitely definitely be you know post game you know something cool to be able to say what's up to him and take a picture with him after the game. So so far during this first kind of opening OTA kind of period with the Bears, what do you think has been the thing that you've really had to adjust to most coming from you know Shepard and moving into this NFL level the whole just the mental aspect of the game uh, everything else is relatively you know the same you're still playing football um, you know I wouldn't say that you know I've noticed a, a speed difference I've, I've noticed a size difference in the trenches um, but really everybody's just smarter you know everybody's where they're supposed to be um, you know, and it's their job. So, you know, you're not dealing with, you know, D2 kids or who are maybe half in and half out on if they love football or not and maybe not locked into the playbook and, you know, mistakes at, at the college level. But you got a, got a lot of dudes that are trying to provide for themselves and their family, so they're always in the right spot, you know, at the right time, which just, you know, makes timing and efficiency, you know, that much more important. But the biggest adjustment, uh, bar none, is the, the playbook and just dealing with the whole mental side of the game. Has reality really set in for you that this is now your life, hopefully, being in Chicago, learning the playbook, getting in, even though, as you already said, OTAs was half speed, but now a week away from truly getting into the grind of this season? Yeah, I think the key word is uh, is hopefully. Uh, it hasn't set in because, you know, I, I don't even have a year under my belt yet, and there there's no saying whether that, you know, will or won't happen. You know, it's all just going to come from, you know, the work that, you know, just you know, I worked my butt off, but, you know, hopefully that was enough to get me, you know, onto the team for this year. And then I think once that that happens, I think then you can kind of, you know, let let things set in and, and understand that you're you are a professional quarterback. But as of now, there's still a lot of um, a lot of things that need to happen. So really just kind of preparing and, and focusing in on, you know, this next step of my life. Going back to the camp, I'll let uh, Travis John back in now and show off uh, some of the merch here. For yeah, the I brought campers. you guys two T-shirts. Sorry, big guy. <laughs> Only large and extra large for the camp this week, but just a huge shout-out. I know you guys, one of the, the huge people, partners here at WRNR, but Hagerstown Ford, you know, Eric Harper came through again, and he gave us, you know, he put his logo on the back there, but the truth is, is – the party is in the front on this t-shirt here guys so we got the chicago bears logo we got the shepherd we got tyson's photo there the first 100 campers will get a t-shirt you're going to get a large or an extra large no matter how big or small you are so and tyson will be there hanging out right afterwards if probably get a couple of them signed for you but it's going to be a great day and you know we just we're so thankful to martinsburg high school to coach walker making it so easy hagerstown ford being such a tremendous you know contributor to uh to the whole tyson bajan brand so we uh we we're not sure how many people but there will after the 100 you'll be lucky to even participate so make sure that you are there at seven o'clock because once we get over 100 people uh we're probably going to start locking the doors all right tyson before uh we let you go here what's it been like to be in that quarterback room with you know Justin Fields, PJ Walker, and then you know Nathan Peterman, a journeyman quarterback, what have you learned from them in that short period of time you're able to be with them? I would say it's a great quarterback room, and it's a lot different than college in the sense of um, you're competing, but you're not necessarily competing against anybody as much as as much so as you're just trying to you know 
cover your own bases and make sure you understand everything that's going on and you know once all that's taken care of you kind of just you know talking and you know communicating with the guys you know Justin's a lot like me he's a little more laid back um, you know quiet guy that you know gets the job done and, and works really hard you know spent a lot of early mornings with PJ Walker just because me and him were the two main ones trying to learn the offense so a lot of early mornings with him just kind of chopping it up and talking about football and talking about things outside of football um, but him and him and Nate were really good in the sense of you know answering any questions that I had you know Justin's you know pretty occupied with things he's got to do and um, you know he's got you know he gets the chunk of the practice play so I know he's locked in on a lot of things so um, PJ was great you know as a friend Nate was you know great as a, as a mentor just just because he's so smart I mean he's been around in the league because he can process all the junk that they throw at him and he can he can operate in the NFL system so being able to learn from him being able to just talk to him you know it was a great great quarterback room and you know I look forward to going back all right, the second annual Passing Skills Camp hosted by Tyson Bajan and Travis Bajan is this uh, Thursday at Martinsburg High School. Its registration begins at 7. The first 100 people are the only 100 people to get in. Be there at 7 o'clock, <laughs> 8 to 1030. Uh, thanks for the time, guys. Best of luck in Chicago. And uh, Travis, I assume we'll be speaking to you at some point here soon. No doubt. And I just want to, for the record, let you guys know this is the last time I'm coming with Tyson. Because all y'all do is ask him questions. <laughs> you can see I've been lifting, right? right next time I come back, I'm going to be the world champ again. And then I'm going to ask all the questions. All right, guys. Thanks for the time. Show sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break with Kevin Jones of the West Virginia alumni team in the basketball tournament. You're tuned on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WVU Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. 
Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on in to Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Almost heaven, West Virginia. Blue Ridge Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Nick on vacation for the rest of the week. We're now joined on the phone by Kevin Jones of Best Virginia, the West Virginia alumni team in the TBT. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We're doing good up here. You guys uh, change in venue here for the West Virginia Regional this year, up in Wheeling. Uh, what's uh, the kind of preparation been like for your team uh, to get ready to go next week? Uh, it's been good so far, actually. So we had the ABL game um, this past uh, Saturday in Fairmont. So most of the guys, like five out of the eight guys who played, are going to be on the best Virginia team. And then a lot. And then the rest of the team came in yesterday. So we start our first practice today. So we'll see how we look, get our team chemistry together, and we should be ready to go. Kevin, this is Kevin. This is Colin. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Um, just talk a little bit about some of the guys on the team this year. I know the breaking news was that uh, I guess yesterday you guys signed Eric Stevenson after he uh, played summer ball in the NBA there. But uh, who else is on the team this year from WVU? Um, so it's uh, me, Keity Johnson, Eric Stevenson, John Flowers, Nate Adrian, and Sean McNeil for, as far as uh, WVU alumni is concerned. Um, we, have a, um, we have a couple guys that, um, that are not WVU alumni. Um, Alex Gross, he's, um, he's about 6'9", 6'10", out of Moorhead State. Um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm drawing a blank as as far as the names. Um, and then also we have, dang, I'm gonna I'm drawing a blank as far as the names. Sorry, but we have um we have two other guys that are not WVU alumni that are gonna be playing as well. And then we may add someone else. We haven't we are not sure yet, so we may go in there with ten or eleven. But um, whoever we have is gonna be a great part to the team. I think to help us win. Hey, Kevin, it's Dylan here. So what do you think the biggest thing you uh, want to see out of the team this year and maybe even from yourself uh, to build upon what you guys have been able to do in this tournament so far in the years past? I think just build off of the momentum that we had last year. I think last year was a pretty good run all the way to date into the Elite Eight. And I feel like every year we've gotten the tournament, we've gotten further and further. And I, I think part of that is our team chemistry and that fact that a lot of the guys are WVU alumni and a lot of us are familiar with each other just being around or playing side-by-side uh, side during the summers. So I think that really helps us going into a setting like this and uh, so I'm just looking to build on that. I think we have a great mix of veteran guys who've been on the team who know about the um, the TBT and the Elam ending and a lot of hungry new guys who are ready to play and ready to compete. 
And as I mentioned to start off the interview, a change in venue this year, not in Charleston, but moved up to Wheeling at West Banco Arena. Do you think the change in venue is going to maybe have different set of fans be able to watch it than in years past? I think so. I think a lot of people from Morgantown will be more willing to make the drive here than uh, make the drive to Willing than into Charleston, uh, just because it's a little bit closer. And then also, you know, you got Pitt fans there. I think it's closer to Pittsburgh. You got Marshall fans that will make the drive out. So I'm looking for it to be a, a packed arena. I like the way um, I visited there for the TBT um, announcement for the um, for the region. So I like the the venue, and I think yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun, and I have a lot of fans there. Kevin, this is a two-parter. Quickly, just the first one is, how many years has it been that you guys have been in the TBT now? So this will be our fifth year, technically. Well, uh, actually fourth, because the fifth one of the years we couldn't make it because of COVID. So this will be the fourth year that we're playing in it. And then the second part to the question is just, how crazy has it really been to see the TBT grow and have this opportunity year in, year out for this state to get to see you guys play again in the blue and gold? I think it's a great opportunity to see uh, the alumni play because not a lot is going on during the summer as far as basketball is concerned. I mean, you got the summer league, you got the big three um, tournament, but as far as um, a winner-take-all situation like this, I feel like it's exciting for fans to see um, your favorite players from past and present uh, being on the same team together. And, um, yeah, it's, it's grown a lot since the first time I, I've noticed it and started watching it. It's so much talent. You got tons of teams getting rejected that um, that would probably be great in the tournament, but that's just how stacked everybody is. And I'm, I'm looking forward, and I, I feel privileged playing in it. Yeah, Kevin, this is uh, kind of going off of what Colin just asked, but getting to represent – WVU and West Virginia in general. Obviously, it's not the only team uh, out of West Virginia. You have to herd that team uh, as well. But what does it mean to you to get to keep representing WVU uh, as an alumni and kind of the state of West Virginia in general? Because there aren't really any pro teams for fans of residents of West Virginia to to watch. So this is kind of, in a way, this is uh, our way to have some connection to kind of a you know something other than just the college team that's playing presently. Right. It means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to a lot of, um, the other alumni guys. Uh, since I've been here, since I graduated from here, West Virginia has been like my second home. So just to play in front of, um, play in front of our crowd one more time and um, just, uh, just carrying that pride um, and just showing them that, you know, we have a lot of talent here that's come through here. I feel like a lot of times we get overlooked. I don't know what the reason for that is. But uh, I feel like the talent that we have coming through is just can stack up to anybody else in the country. And I'm just looking forward to showing that once again. I think um, this, this summer will be my last summer playing in the TBT. Not, just, uh, not because I can't or don't want to, but just the fact of I, I would like to see the new generation of talent coming in and uh, making their legacy in the tournament as well. I know it will be in great hands. And um, I'm just looking forward to going out on top, man, winning this whole million dollars this year. And looking at the first game for you all in the West Virginia Regional Bracket, you take on a Du Bois Dream team uh, that appears to be a minor league basketball and youth development organization out of Pennsylvania. Not a college alumni team you're taking on, but uh, Mm -hmm. do you know anything about this Du Bois Dream team yet? 
Uh, not much. I know that we'll do some scouting on them um, during the week, and as the as the days go on, I know Coach James, Coach uh, Tommy, um, his staff. He has a great staff, and I know they'll be prepared for anything we have to face. And we're not taking anybody lightly, you know. Even though we don't know uh, these guys, and I don't, I think their record is like winless in the tournament. Anything can happen on any given day, so we're not taking anybody lightly. We're going to be just as prepared for them as we would be for Heard That or any of the other teams that we may face in our region so um like i said i'm just excited about that and i know um everybody else on the team is ready to go out and play looking at the entire region like you kind of just touched on uh second round could potentially if you guys hopefully get the win against a boy dream uh go up against either heard that or zoo crew so the marshall alumni team or the pit alumni team uh just talk about looking at both of those rivalries and which one would have a huge impact there in wheeling I feel like for me, I'm more looking forward to the pit game. Obviously, they would have to win. Um, Marshall, from what I'm hearing, is having a really good team, and so is Pitt. Um, But I think I'm looking forward to that game because that hasn't happened yet in the TBT. We played Marshall last year um, in the second round of the TBT, so that's kind of happened. Either way, I think it'll be great, but I'm personally looking forward to the pit matchup if, if that happens. And also, we have to win our game as well. I'll kind of let you get your other plug in here that you might it kind of related to this. How, how much fun is it to to do the the final forecast with the uh, with John Flowers? It's uh, something I've followed on Twitter for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been great, man. Um, I feel like it's really gotten me out of my shell personally. I'm more of a introverted person. Don't really talk as much. Don't really share much with people outside of my circle or people I don't know. So I feel like it's given me a chance to uh, open up more to the public and. Uh, you know, we share opinions that people might not know we have, and we talk about things other than basketball. We talk about regular life situations, sometimes politics. You don't try to get too much into any, get bogged down in any certain area of, of talking. But I think it's just a way for us to express ourselves and our views, and people seem to like it. Kevin Jones of Best Virginia, the WVU alumni team in the TBT this year, is our guest. Best Virginia takes on Du Bois Dream next Tuesday in the opening round of the TBT. You can go to the tournament.com slash tickets to get your tickets. It'll be at West Banco Arena in Wheeling. Kevin, thanks for the time. Best of luck next week. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Kevin Jones of Best Virginia, the alumni team for the WVU Mountaineers. Um, obviously, they're ready to go. It seems like every year they make Best Virginia and Heard that a potential second-round matchup rather than a championship matchup. I don't know. I mean, I, you want them to play. so Yeah, so I guess that's why they do it, because they know both teams will hopefully yeah, you, you, get you're gonna, to make sure that they get to play each other. you got to make sure they're going to play each other. Obviously, being fans of Best Virginia, you being a fan of Heard that, you, you want to see them in the championship, yeah. but... To have the opportunity, you probably should put it sooner because obviously the chances are tougher to have it as a regional championship, even though it would be amazing. And to see West Bank Arena packed in blue and gold and green for a possible regional championship. But we'll see how things go. It's always been fun following the TBT and seeing guys from the Final Four team or more recent stars of both Heard That and Best Virginia. Yeah, so uh, looking at the TBT this year, as I mentioned, will be next Tuesday at West Banco Arena's Game 1, or the first round, I guess. It'll be Challenge ALS Florida versus Dogtown at 2 p.m. And then the second 
session begins at 4 p.m. Number two, Sideline Cancer against number seven, Ram Nation, which I believe is a VCU alumni Yeah, team. that's VCU. I think Dogtown's Georgetown Yeah, as well. So you got, what, that's two, four, five alumni teams Yeah, in this one? Uh, and then, as we mentioned, Best Virginia taking on Du Bois Dream at 7 p.m. as the one seed, Best Virginia, and number four heard that at 9 p.m. taking on Zoo Crew, the fifth seed, which is the Pitt alumni team. We're trying to get heard that representation on the show. I've not uh, been able to yet, but uh, we still got a few days before we can do so. Uh, but then this, the round of 32, technically, because as this is a regional, will be Thursday at 7 and 9. The Then the... Where is it? Let me find it. Okay, so then the regional championship, which is the round of 16, will be Saturday at 2 p.m., and then the quarterfinal will be the next day i don't i i'm not certain if it is in the west virginia regional or not but it will be the game seven winner of the syracuse uh regional versus the game seven winner of the west virginia regional i'm not sure if it is in wheeling or not i'm not sure when it uh stops and goes over to a different location i guess it is there because it says july 25th to 30th So I guess that would be at West Banco Arena in Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, But we mentioned the, I guess, the alumni team for that Marshall has an alumni team and heard that. Let me pull up their roster as they, I believe, have an addition as well from the Summer League. Um, Let's see if I can pull it up here because it didn't want to load before. Um, Now I can't find her that. Well, that's not a good sign. It's there. I'll I just, try to help you out. They're gone. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, because it was the latest. That's why. Uh, but the uh, heard that alumni team, John Elmore, the leader, obviously. They'll have Derek Cook Jr., Ja'Cory Williams returning this year. The non-Marshall alumni, James Kelly, a Marshall alumni, will be back on the team as well. Jared West, a new addition who was a Marshall graduate, transferred as a grad transfer to Louisville for his final season. John Elmore, J.P. Tokoto, Luke Fisher. Um, I don't believe Aunt Elmore is playing this year. Yeah, it says he's head coach. Yeah. Uh, then Rob Gray out of Houston, Rondell Watson, the Marshall alum, Ryan Taylor, the Marshall alum and current assistant coach, Stevie Browning, Marshall alum, and then Tavion Kinsey, who just played in the summer league and is probably going to get a G League offer after the way he performed in the summer league. But that's the herd that team uh, trying to get John Elmore on in the next couple of days. We'll keep you updated on that, uh, but it should be a fun TBT next week. Yeah, and if you're just a fan of TBT in general, uh, it starts tomorrow. It does? Yeah. The other regions start tomorrow. So Ah, if you're a fan of the TBT in general, uh, not just the area or region tournament, tune in on, uh, I believe, ESPN has it. ESPN or ESPN Plus, one or the other. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk NFL. Uh, The Commanders are one step closer to being sold officially come Thursday. Plus, uh, no deals for 
franchise-tagged running backs across the league, and there's a weird salary difference between kickers and running backs. That's not what you think. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. When you are looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old World Jewelers for a new age. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group at Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Nick on vacation until next week. Uh, we have a little bit more time than I had anticipated that we'd have, so uh, let's talk Dan Snyder a little bit more. Two days from now, on the 20th, I believe, uh, is the date that the NFL owners will meet to for a vote. Uh, but uh, that vote was just made a little easier yesterday, Colin. Yes, it was, and happy that it was as well. So a big sigh of relief for 
all Washington fans. Yeah, the uh, sale is almost complete from Dan Snyder to Josh Harris and his group. The NFL Finance Committee completed a remote vote to unofficially recommend the league's owners to approve the sale of the commanders from Snyder to Harris on Monday, according to a report from the Washington Post. Mark Maskey, Nick Javali were first on it of the Post. The committee's vote was, quote, a straw poll, end quote, in which approval was unanimous. The official vote expected to occur during an owner's meeting in Minneapolis on Thursday. The sale of the commanders by Dan Snyder to Josh Harris for $6.05 billion needs 75% approval rate from the owners. A yes vote from 24 of 32 teams. So does that mean that somebody from the commanders is also going to vote? Maybe it's the commissioner. Yeah, I, I was about to be like, that. that I feel like, yes. <laughs> I haven't thought of it. Also, the who, I mean, who, who votes for the Packers? Is it the GM? They probably have some sort no, of uh, democratic like cons- conglomeration sort of thing, like their board of trustees. Yeah, they're, they're for the Packers uh, because I actually am one of their shareholders just because uh, – it's owned by the entire city, and you can do that. This guy. Um, yeah, what the heck? Every year they actually send you a uh, ballot on who, I guess, certain people get nominated or apply for the spots, and you can vote on certain positions for certain people to, I guess, have that say. Interesting. Yeah. So I've never like actually a, voted because so like I, I don't really care. It's like a board of governors, board of trustees, Kinda, whatever they yeah. want to call it sort of thing that's what makes sense if it's not one singular person it'd be sort of a committee all right well the other big take out of this is the fact that uh, the league and dan snyder will basically dissolve everything that is against dan snyder all the legal issues how do we feel about that i mean all the league's legal issues right if there's anything that Congress yes. or the federal government still wants to go after him for. But are we going to get the Mary Jo White report? No. This Zero. is ridiculous. It is. He's literally just getting out from under this. That's so. what we all expected, though, from this sale was hey, I'll disappear into somewhere, hopefully on Earth, and never be seen or heard from ever again if I get this amount of money and you guys don't make me come back. Because of all the bad stuff I did. Yeah. And maybe he's paying some sort of settlement with the NFL uh, in the middle of that to go along with the... I don't know. This is a very complex deal because you remember a few years ago, he bought out his minority shareholders, right? Yeah. With a loan from the NFL. So he's not really making $6.05 billion. Maybe he's pay, paying back that loan is part of this, and yeah, maybe I don't know. Either way, he's got enough money to do whatever he wants. He just sells right. his house, his houses that are up for sale, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Thursday it will become official, pending the vote, and then Friday it could be that uh, Josh Harris could be officially introduced as owner of the Commanders. But let's move on to a more interesting topic that uh, kind of shows the way the league is going towards running backs. Uh, This came apparent yesterday because yesterday at, I believe, 4 p.m. was the deadline for teams to sign players to extensions 
after that they were placed on the franchise tag. If not, they'll play the next season on the franchise tag. If uh, they sign it. If Remember, Le'Veon Bell never oh, signed yeah. it. You're yeah. right. But uh, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard all will play under the franchise tag if signed as they go to the 4 p.m. deadline yesterday without deals. Uh he uh, Barkley tweeted yesterday, "Quoted is what it is." Um, basically, there they have not signed him and Jake Barkley and Jacobs have not signed their franchise tags yet. So, and the report is that they're not expecting a report. To right, Jacob. I saw that for at least Barkley. I wouldn't be surprised if it was for Jacobs either. It really, it just shows it's a continued trend of the NFL, and it sort of is one that holds up uh, under the light, at least that. Running backs are, for the most part, interchangeable. Yeah. To the way, to the point where you're not going to sign these big long-term contracts to a running back because it doesn't give you the value back. You can just kind of find. Uh, we see it all the time with guys drafted in you know the second, third, fourth round or later, or signed as undrafted free agents, get roughly the same amount of production, if not more, in some cases. As opposed to a guy that was, you know, like Saquon Barkley drafted second overall in the draft. Leonard Fournette drafted fourth overall. Ezekiel Elliott given this big, long contract that didn't end up holding up in the long run. We saw that he kind of had a decline. And the running backs just kind of have a short shelf life also to where once they hit that second contract age after being in the league for four or five years... They, they start to decline around 30 years old. That's just sort of what goes along with the workload. So a lot of times it doesn't end up being worth it. Yeah, the era of the workhorse running back is now over. And I feel like for the past few years it's actually been over. You're not going to see a guy like Gore, Peterson, Bettis ever again because of the fact that they now want to go one younger, two less money, which we're getting into later on. And three, because of all the amount of injuries that we've seen for these running backs, yeah, it seems like their time frame is only until they're 30. So why, if you're a team, are you going to try to sign one of these quote-unquote veterans, even though in a lot of people's minds they're still young at 26, 27, 28 years old to a four-year contract? They don't want to take that chance anymore because – Honestly, the numbers have proven it as well that they're declining when it comes to that age. Yeah, you talk about numbers here. Kickers versus running backs. 2023 average salary. The average kicker in the NFL this 2023 season will make $2.26 million, while the average running back will make $1.81 million. And that's crazy to me. So some of that is just sort of the math of, you know, most teams are going to roster about four running backs. Those last one or two are going to be kind of end of the roster kind of guys that bring that average down. But whereas a kicker, you're only putting one on the roster and you're probably giving it, you know, Justin Tucker makes, you know, I'm not even sure what his contract is at this point, but I think it's, you know, five, five, six, seven million, something like that. Good kickers are going to get that much. And also you need a good reliable kicker you're only going to put one like i said on the roster whereas running backs like we said they're kind of interchangeable and your your backup if you haven't to me it your running game is mostly predicated on your offensive line if you have yes. a good offensive line you can put 
a whole number of guys back behind that offensive line and have some good success. And the league's becoming more of a passing league now. But even then, you look at the total cash. Bijan Robinson leads the league as the rookie in the first round and making thirteen point seven million. Christian McCaffrey twelve, Alvin Kamara eleven, Aaron Jones ten point nine six five, Nick Chubb ten point eight five. So I mean, like, it's not those are the highest paid running backs in the league, right? Yeah, not that's obviously those numbers are higher than the highest you know kicker or whatever or some other guys, but it's the fact that. The, the the lower end of the guys you see like the Chiefs make so much of the running game out of undrafted guys and 7th round guys that Clyde Edwards Hilaire that first round pick has been nothing for them he's been too injured and the other guys have come in and done the same thing if not more than he's done yeah uh, but that is an interesting take. We'll probably break this down more tomorrow. On Friday, got an announcement. We'll be joined by Hedgesville Hoops alum QJ Peterson after his summer league time as he is in the panhandle this week. So he'll make an appearance in studio. We're working maybe his high school coach, Kelly Church, will come on as well. See if that works into his schedule. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Travis and Tyson Bajan for hopping on. For Kevin Jones of Best Virginia, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow on another edition of the Sports Mix. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.